the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Lord, we thank you. Amen. Okay, so we're rounding our teaching series on catch the foxes. Somebody say, catch the little foxes. Say the little foxes. Say the little foxes. Alright, so catch all the foxes. Songs of Solomon chapter 3, 2 verse 15. Catch all the foxes. Please read with me. Catch all the catch all the foxes. Those little foxes. Before they ruin the vineyard of love, for the grapevines are blossoming. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Cut all the foxes. Come with me to Second Kings chapter four, verse one. Second Kings four one. The widow of a member of a group of prophets went to Elisha and said, "Sir, my husband has died. As you know." He was a God-fearing man. But now, a man he owed money to has come to take away my two sons as slaves in payment for my husband's debt. Amen? By the time human beings have been traded for money, you know that there's a money problem. This morning, I want to look at the little fox and sometimes the bigger fox of financial pressure. Somebody say financial pressure. Say financial pressure. High blood pressure is bad, but financial pressure is dangerous. Because financial pressure can actually give birth to high blood pressure. Am I communicating here? Financial pressure is something that you want to guard against. There are people that sometimes they come under so much financial pressure that they never had heart disease before. Now they have it. Some people become temperamental. They become very difficult to get along with. Financial pressure. If you want to get the best in your relationship, you need to manage financial pressure. The, the challenge with financial pressure is that financial pressure is, by and large, is man-made. Most of the things that bring financial pressure on people, by and large, they are not demonic. They are man-made. Praise God. They are man-made. And if they are man-made, man can fix them. They are not spiritual. Some of the things that would help you live free from financial pressure, they are just rooted in practical wisdom. Phonesis. Practical wisdom. Somebody say practical wisdom. Say practical wisdom. That's what it is. The Bible says in the book, there was a gentleman who was in financial comfort and pleasure. Everything was okay with him. But one day, Something entered his head. I don't know whether it was petrol or kerosene or whatever, but something entered his head. And by the time he realized he he had brought himself under such intense financial pressure, that what to eat was even a challenge. That shall never be your testimony. We see his story in the book of Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15 verse 11 to 17. To illustrate this point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. Look at this. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. That is financial pressure. Most of the things that sometimes we say we want now, we really don't need them now. Am I communicating here? There are things you think you need them now, 
you don't need them now. If this man had waited for his father to pass, he would not have wasted the substance. He said, I need it now. That was the peak of it. He was emotionally hyper. He wanted enjoyment and I need it now. Most of the time, the things that waste our resources, they are things that beg for our attention. They put pressure on us. Do me and do me now. Let it be done today. It's today or never. It's now or never. Most of such things, when, I mean, they will just come and tell you, pressure to buy things. No, you know, this season, Easter is coming. Discount sales, you must buy it today or you never buy it. Pressure. Pressure. Advertisers have one objective. One. Hear me, hear me well. Advertisers have one objective. One, to make you uncomfortable with what you have. And to create in you an intense desire for what you can afford. That's what advertisers do. Every advert you see on TV, whatever the advertising has, two objectives. One, to let you know that what you have is not good at all. It's obsolete. You are too late. Let it go. And then to let you know you have a need for something you cannot afford. Praise God. That's why they, do you know they spend a lot of money to do adverts? It takes a lot of money. A lot of money. And they actually work on trading what you have for something you can afford. That's what life is about. That temptation, eh, everybody will face it. Everybody what? Everybody faces it. One major key to living above financial pressure is self-control. Somebody say self-control. Say self-control. You have to control yourself. You have to control your appetite. And you have to be someone who can overlook a lot of things. Somebody say overlook a lot of things. Yeah. There are people who be very much concerned about the kind of car you drive than you yourself. I met people. I know people like that. They are so kind. They will tell you the kind of person you are, the kind of work you do. This is not the kind of car you should be driving. They've sized you up. They've told you. So if it enters your head, very soon, the car that you are very comfortable with, all of a sudden, it looks like there's something wrong with this car. Financial pressure. And when the pressure comes, they won't be there to help you. Those people who push you into, they will not be there to help you. Let's read this story and see how this all pan out. So his father agreed to devise his word between him. His two sons. Verse 13, let's go. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there, he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. That's pressure. Somebody say pressure. Listen, money can run out. Don't handle money as if money cannot run out. Money can run out. Money can run away. Money can have wings and fly. In, in fact, Proverbs says that don't set your heart on that which has wings and can fly away. When money enters a lot of people's hands, they think that it will be in their hands forever. That money in your hands today, it left somebody's hands and came into your hands. And if you don't handle it well, it will be leaving your hands and will be getting into somebody else's hands. So when it enters your hand, you want to put it into something that the money himself will respect you. When money enters your hand, it must come to respect you for what you put it into. He persuaded a local farmer. This is where the pressure gets intense. A local farmer to hire him. And the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. You appreciate the pressure from here. By the time a human being is desiring food offered to pigs, my father used to rear pigs, and I know some kind of things pigs like to eat. Because of my audience, you and others, I won't mention some of them, but some of you know some of the things pigs like to eat. And I can't tell which of them this guy was desiring to eat. Whether it's the one I know or the other ones. Praise God. But the Bible said he wanted it. Go to verse 16. He wanted to eat the food offered to pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the paws he was feeding the pigs with looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. And look at it. He said, when he finally came to his senses, because the thing that will bring you under financial pressure is when you refuse to use the senses God has given you to work. 
put your senses to work. Turn to your neighbor and say, put your senses to work. Yeah. When you allow other people to run you down with their senses and you refuse to suspend your brain, when you see the advert, you refuse to suspend your brain. When Monty enters your hand and certain desires come into your heart and you, you suspend your brain and you go on a spending spree, you are calling for financial pressure. Praise God. Financial pressure. Financial pressure. I've seen people in this church come under financial pressure. The church will bail them out. People who don't qualify for a bailout. And they have to be bailed out. Praise God. That's why I'm teaching this with passion. Financial pressure. I will not come and sit here and be teaching you abstract things and make it look like this. Because some of you, if you will put your financial house in order alone, your spiritual life will be fine. Your spiritual life will be fine. Multitudes will follow you to come and worship with you. But one house you live in, you have three tenants, you have borrowed money from all of them. Yeah. You only go out of your room after all of them have left. That's when you can go out of the room. Because for almost one week now, they are no longer sure whether you even live in the house or you no longer live there. Am I communicating here? Listen. There's a better way to live. Every time when you see them, your heart beats like a lion is chasing you. You are becoming hypertensive and it's not because of anything. Because of financial pressure which came as a result of foolish decisions made over time. Listen, there are two things that will govern your money. Wisdom or foolishness. Whichever of them you are allowed to govern your money will show in your life. Wisdom or foolishness. There's a way foolish people handle money. There's a way wise people handle money. Financial pressure. It can rob your home of peace. When your wife talks, immediately you get angry. When your husband talks, you are angry. It's not because of anything. It's not the work of a witch or a wizard. The chaos and the confusion being created in the home. Most homes are under intense pressure because of money. Listen, if you want the best of your husband, don't put him under financial pressure. Men don't do well when they come under financial pressure. I'm one of such people. I don't know about you men. Yeah. There are pressures I can handle. I can soak up a lot of things. But I don't like money or hala at all. Because it disturbs your peace. It disturbs your ability to think. So as much as possible. And I tell you, in most homes here, if the wives will just learn to listen to their husbands, the pressure will be less. I said the pressure will be what? The pressure will be less. The pressure will be less. The pressure will be less. If you will learn to agree, the pressure will be less. If you don't deal with financial pressure and mount up, everybody gets affected. Everybody gets affected. You will be affected. The children will be affected. Everybody around will be affected. The man will be shouting, shouting. He's not mad. The pressure is too much. The pressure is too much. And when it gets to the worst case, there are people who even decide to end up their lives. They take their lives. People commit suicide out of financial pressure. They write notes. I think one of the police officers who terminated his life, he, it was one of those things. Financial pressure. Financial pressure. The reason why I'm speaking with passion about this is because it's not demonic. It is not what? It's not demonic. There was a woman who was saying that uh, she doesn't know what is happening, but uh, 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 mounds have been eating her money. Yeah, she said, Pastor, I don't know. But I've done everything. I pay tight. I do this. But every time, my, my money, I don't know. I think some months have been eating my money. So they sat down with her. They say, uh, let us uh, take stock. Yeah, How much do you spend on yourself in a day when you go to the office? Nothing. Yeah, How much do you use to buy stuff for the home? Nothing. The money, she spends it as it comes. At the end of the day, when she takes the tithe and he brings it, he thinks that supernaturally the tithe will go and put all the ones he has spread abroad together. You see, a lot of people are in church and they are just living in a fool's paradise. That you drop your tithe here does not mean that miracle money will come upon you. The money God put in your hand, if you don't manage it well, after tithe, let me tell you, you'll be poor. Can I preach? You'll be poor. You'll be poor. This thing that people have made as if tight is a, is, a, is a magic one. Once I give, I should prosper. Prosperity is more than giving. 
Giving is a vital key in the prosperity equation. But it's much more than giving. It's much more than giving. Your mind must be put to work. Your mind must be put to work. You must know how to live your size per time. Yeah. It's not every money that enters your hand that should change your wardrobe. It's not every money that enters your hand that should change your outlook. No. As for money subjects here, yeah, whichever way you talk about it, people really don't like it. Amen? Yeah? But if you want to be rich, you need to understand money. And I want you to be rich. I said I want you to be what? Yeah, prosperity is one of the benefits of redemption. Jesus didn't come to make us poor. He brought the best news. The best news cannot be preached with poor people. Am I complicating here? Yeah, the best news needs to be carried on the best networks. What people like Jimmy Swaggart and Jim Baker did in the 80s, they could only do it with money. Am I complicating here? They could only do it with money. There is no man who is communicating something worthwhile today that is not communicating through the medium of money. Money gives voice to the gospel. The Bible said there was a poor wise man whose wisdom was not heard. The Bible said the poor of the wise man is his part. His words are not heard because he's poor. There are people who will never give you audience, anointed or not anointed, because you are poor. They won't listen to you because they don't feel that you have anything of substance to. It's not their fault. What are the causes of financial pressure? Number one, living above your means. Somebody say living above your means. The moment you start that, you have started the process to be under financial pressure. Don't live above your means. Sometimes your means increases immediately. You want to increase your living standard. One of the things people constantly do when they receive a raise in their money, they increase their living standard, never their giving standard. There are people who what they gave many years ago is what they've been giving. Their living standard has appreciated, but their giving standard is still the same. They are not living like a Christian. Number two, borrowing. If you like to borrow, mommy 10 cities now there, mommy 20 cities now there, is it to be answered? You have started it. Yeah, you have started the process. Stop borrowing. Stop borrowing. Stop borrowing. There are people who even encourage you to go and borrow. And come and give. I don't believe in that. You don't borrow to give. God wants what you have to give. Am I communicating here? You don't borrow. There is no Bible, biblical basis anywhere. Why anybody should be paid to borrow to give? No. The act of borrowing itself, God does not like it. Because the Bible says that though I'll be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all. And one of the things that makes you a servant to many people is when you are indebted. When you are indebted, they decide when you sleep. If the person decides I'm coming for my money, this night I must have my money, you are not sleeping. You are not sleeping. Your peace of mind, you are not whatever you, until you give them their money. What <laughs> When some of them really come on you, some of them can actually come to your place of work to make you miserable. Your dignity is eroded. There are people who will not come to church because they owe some people. I know somebody who borrowed money from somebody in this church. When we close it, immediately he will pass here because he didn't want to pay the money. When the person is sitting somewhere, he will just pass here and go. It's not Christian. Am I complicated here? It's not Christian. It's not Christian. Borrowing. Borrowing. Borrow money. If you have to borrow money, it must be strategic. If you are investing it to boost your business and it's going to bring returns, but never borrow money to spend. It's a foolish way of living. Don't borrow money to decorate your home. Don't borrow money to go and buy a shoe. Don't borrow money to go and buy a liability. No. Money should always be borrowed for asset. Something that can yield profit for you. If you have to borrow it at all. Am I complicating here? It's so critical. This Obiadeka uh, is a poverty mindset. If you ask the America, you haven't heard people say, who, who does it owe? Even the U.S. owes money. They owe money, but you still want to go there. <laughs> Number three, wasteful spending. Wasteful spending. Wasteful spending. Wasteful spending. Wasteful spending. The Bible said, he that is lawful in his way is a brother to him that is a great waster. What the Bible is saying is that 
a person who is lazy and a person who is wasteful are the same. You know why they are the same? Because the one who is lazy sits on his potential. So he's wasting his potential. You remember the man with one talent? He said, I will go and bury it. And I, I mean, I can't imagine the nonsense of his behavior. He went to dig the ground to bury. That's a lot of energy. He used his energy in the wrong thing. Bury the money instead of putting it to work. Waste. God hates waste. God is a miracle working God, but he never gives to waste. He supplied them a bread. They multiplied it. Peter was just standing there with the rest of the disciples. Uh, actually, what a wow, what a miracle. Bread all over the place. And they were ready to go. Jesus said, come on, get back and carry those things. Gather them quickly. <laughs> That's the book of John chapter 6. Go to some homes. By the time they finish eating, a whole pack of rice is go and dumped in the medicine. When you finish there and say, uh, may I have been tight and I'm not seeing it. Things are going to be tighter. Tighter, I don't know. You cook food like this, you waste it. You be open a tin of milk, you forget to put it back in the fridge, then you throw it away. Then when you finish, you are wondering demon chopping your money. You are your principal demon. I'm not complicated here. It's so important. Cook what you can eat. If you are not ready to eat, put it in the fridge. And there are some people who have some reckless attitude. I don't eat food kept in the fridge. In this era, you don't eat food kept in the fridge. Even you, when you die, they'll put you in the fridge. Start getting used to something they put in the fridge. I'm not complicated. When you die, they'll put you in the fridge. So start getting used to it. Start getting used to it. Somebody is on phone for 15 minutes and the iron is uh, on. Burning energy. Electricity is going like this. When they increase electricity bill, they say, eh, akufado. it's not a kufado. No, no, it's not a kufado. It's your foolishness in your house. Check it. Check it. Because there are people who in spite of all that is going on, they are still within a bracket. They are still within a bracket. Comparison and competitive lifestyle. Listen, life is not a race. Life is not a race. You are not in competition with anybody. The best person to compete with is yourself. Compete to bring, to fulfill your greatest and highest potential. Stop competing with other people. Stop. You are not in competition. Oh, when he buys this one, I'll buy this one. I might show him. After all, he's my senior. I became a specialist before him. I was even ahead of him three years. You are ahead of him. Life has decided that you take a backstab behind him. Must you rush and die? No. Am I communicating here? Get it straight. The Bible said they comparing themselves by themselves and they measuring themselves by themselves are not wise. Don't come to church and tomorrow you see somebody wear something and then you go and harass your husband. Listen, you see the design? You should not go and take a picture with the person. This was what I was talking about. You know, this design. And this design, the sewing alone is 200 Ghana cities. Live your life by yourself. Don't compare yourself. The Bible says they comparing themselves by themselves. I know why. Greed and covetousness. You know covetousness? Covetousness is to see Pastor Ray's tie like this. This tie, I must have one by all means. That's covetousness. As for this tie, wherever he got it from, I must get it by all means. This man bought the tie when he went to Canada. And you are in Ghana. You don't even have visa to Accra. Are thinking of time from Canada. Learn to appreciate what people have without devaluing what you have. Appreciate what people have. Jealousy is when you so hate that somebody has something nice. Covetousness is wanting what people have by all means. Gratitude is appreciating what people have without devaluing what you have. Because at every stage in life, I have realized, even from the most covetous person, there is something other people are also converting from, from your life. Am I communicating here? If you will be mindful of that, you will have rest. Somebody say rest. There is no human being I envy you by the grace of God. I don't have many things some people have, but I have not met any human being I envy. I'm able to celebrate everyone because I believe in myself. I believe I have a future and I'm working my way towards that future. And I know when I get to that future, any good thing anybody has, I can get it. I'm not communicating here. That's my mind. That's my mind. Greed and covetousness. 
The Bible said, in the last days, men will be covetous. 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 In the book of Luke 12, 15, he said, Take heed and beware of covetousness. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Your life is not in things. The most elementary way to live your life is to live your life for things. Somebody say for things. Yeah. You should be able to live your life in such a way that if you lost everything, life will still go on. Because see, when you have life, you can get everything you ever lose. The most important thing in life is a life. Cherish it. Jesus said, don't worry about what you eat, what you drink, because life is more important than meat. Impatience. Impatience. That's number six. Impatience. Somebody say impatience. Tell to your neighbor, say be patient with life. Say be patient with life. Life is in stages and men are in sizes. Life is in phases. It's in, life is lived in stages, stages, stages. When you are going to school, you start from kindergarten, then you go to... That's how you move. That's how you move. But when you want to jump quickly to the university, you crash. They don't start school from the university. They finish at the university. And there are people who want to finish, start their life from the university. That's graduation point. To everything, there's a season. Somebody said there's a season. There's a season. There's a season to everything under the sun. There's a season. There's a season. There's a season to make investment. There's a season to enjoy yourself. There's a season to secure the future. There's always a season. There are things they get more expensive with time. Those are the things you buy first. Am I communicating here? They get more expensive with time. They get more expensive with time. So when you have an opportunity, you buy those ones first. Number seven, laziness. Somebody say laziness. Laziness. Lazy people are always under financial pressure because if you are lazy, you won't have enough. How long will you sleep? One of the symptoms of laziness is sleeping. You are not on medication, but the moment you sit, after three seconds, you are gone. I think you have trapanosomiasis. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. So shall thy poverty come. Somebody say poverty comes. Yeah, poverty comes through a process. Comes through a process. It is coming. Poverty is coming. When you wake up and you are sleeping and the phone bell rings and you are twisting and turning, poverty is coming. You go and sit behind the TV and you are watching and watching your future away. Poverty is coming. Am I communicating here? Poverty comes. Comes. And if it comes, you can let it go. May poverty not find you. Number eight, poor family planning. Africa, poor family planning. There are people who want to give birth to children for you to take care of. Be careful about such people. Africa, we believe in extended family. But don't destroy your future because of extended family. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Don't destroy your future because of it. There are some men who foolishly sacrifice their nuclear family for extended family. No. Your mother is your priority. Your immediate siblings are your priority. But your immediate attention must be given to your family. Am I communicating here? Yeah. If you are a man who is more into your extended family at the expense of your wife, you are breaking scripture. You cannot be one with your mother. You can be one with your wife. Am I communicating here? That's Bible. That's Bible. There are some men, they are making their, their mothers happy and their wives very unhappy. It's not scripture. And as long as you make your wife unhappy, you yourself will not be happy. Ask for a man if you want your peace, eh? try your best to make your wife happy. Yeah. Make her happy. It takes uh, some simple, simple things. They are quotes. When you press them well, your wife will be cool. Yeah, they are just simple, simple quotes. Press them. Press them. Like press one, two, three. I'm not communicating. Get it straight. Get it straight. You want to buy suit for yourself. Just suspend it for two months. Just shop some things for her. The next time, buy three suits. You will even see it. I'm not communicating. I'm telling you. I am telling you. Poor family planning. The Bible says, which of you intending to sit down? Build the tower. Sit down, not down. You want, ask for me. I want plenty children. I want plenty children. 
Okay, you also pay for plenty children. Be ready to pay for plenty children. You are not going to give birth to plenty children for me to be paying their bills. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Give birth to as many children as possible, but be committed to raising them up so that they can have a future. The joy of having many children is not just having many children. The joy of having many children is that when you are old, you have helped your children to reach a certain status in life. Not to go through and struggle through life the way you struggle through life. If you are going to give birth to children who are going to struggle through life and will not have their bearing, please don't let them come. Am I communicating here? Don't let them come. I know what I'm saying is not too popular, but that is not why I'm here. This morning, I'm not coming to make you happy. I came to help your future. People who give birth, they can't control themselves. They just do their thing. And then they will bring the children to you. Yeah, bring their children to you. There are a lot of contraceptives and all of it. Do them. It's not a sin. This is not a church where we believe that uh, using contraceptive is wrong. Use it. Use it. This free range thing is not helping anybody. Am I communicating here? Yeah. yeah. How many children? Oh, it's, it's, it's in the hands of God. Who said it's in the hands of God? Is it God who meets your wife at night and exercises on your wife? Nonsense. Take steps. Take practical steps to stop it if he has to stop. Yeah. You see, do you know what makes children today? What makes children today really is not money. It's time. So if you can have quality time for children, forget it. Because the children of our generation are exposed to too many things that no matter how much money you have, if you don't have time to manage them, they will go wayward on your head. Praise God. They will go wayward on your head. And Africans are very great at it. Oh, you know, the way your children are nice. You can produce four of them. You can produce ten of them. We hear my DF. We hear my DF. my DF. You. You my Praise the Lord. Yeah. Number nine, pride. Pride. Pride is when you refuse to admit that the season has changed. When it's obvious the season has changed. Yeah, it's pride. You used to work on a job where you were given 10,000 Ghana cities. Now all of a sudden something happened and you have been made redundant. And you have to live on 3,000 Ghana a month. And you say, as for me, I will still occupy in that area. I will not let people bring me down. Listen, life has brought you down. Don't force yourself up. Yeah. Life has brought you down. Learn how to abound and abase. There are times where you yourself, it's not even life, you yourself, in order for you to be able to achieve certain strategic things, you have to deliberately bring yourself down. Bring yourself down. The ordinary person will think that, ah, I call it other or the kind of amount for idea. You see, a lot of us we are so preoccupied with what people think about us that we are not able to live our lives. I care much less about what you think about me, honestly. No, 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 no. I have respect for what you think, but I will not let it begin to worry me. What you think now begin to worry me. Save my life. No, 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 no. I live my life for me. Am I complicating it? Live your life for God and then for you. Because people will always tell you what they think is best for you. But you and your future and your vision will always determine what is best for you. Pride. Somebody say pride. Pride. Paul said, I know how to abound. I know how to abase. Now people talk like, as for me, I can never sit in a taxi. Oh. When you were born, you sat in a taxi, Abby. You were born into a taxi, Abby. You were born into a private car. When you started walking, you were walking in a taxi. You were walking in. Listen, there are statements foolish people make them. One of the statements foolish people make is that never, never. I will never do this. It's a statement of a foolish person. I will never beg a woman. When you are single, you can talk foolishly like that. Wise people know when to change their minds. The mind that is the worst of mind is the mind that cannot change. Am I communicating? The Bible said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's critical. Because every mindset you have today, you change some mindset to embrace it. 
There's a certain mindset you have before. You have to let it go. We always unlearn to learn. We always unlearn to learn. Okay, so my time is up anyway. But I need you to know how you can overcome financial pressure. Trust God. And give him first place in your finances. Somebody say trust God. Listen, money is a bad thing to trust. Don't trust in money. Trust God. Put your trust in God. Trust in God and God alone. The Bible says that in the book of Proverbs, let's look at Proverbs. Proverbs 23 verse 4. Do not overwork to be rich because of your own understanding. Why are people overworking to be rich? Because they understand that once they get money, everything is sorted out. That's it. They won't come to church. They will not uh, give. They will not be committed to God in any way because all their life is money, 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 money. That is your own philosophy about life. Only to get money to realize that the things that make money meaningful, they are more than the material things money can acquire. And I tell people all the time, have that mindset before you come into wealth. Because money can really make your life miserable if you have a wrong mindset about money. The Bible says, will you set your eyes, verse 5, will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches make themselves wings. Somebody say wings. Say wings. Do this. Wings. Riches make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. Money can fly. So don't trust it. And the last time I checked, the only people who cannot be moved in life are those who trust in the Lord. Say, they that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion, which can never be moved. If it is money, you can be moved. COVID has moved certain people. In the US, depression, suicide, and all of those diseases are on the increase since COVID. Africa, the number of people who have died in Ghana through suicide because of COVID, we have no statistics. Africa, there we just die and die. Our statistics are just poor, so we just die and die. But the people who have died through other means, because through loss of job, through and become sick and all of those, through other means, they may even be more than those who have been registered as COVID. Money. When you trust in money, you know money fails. The Bible said in Egypt, money failed. But faith in God never fails. I'm not communicating here. Put your trust in God and God alone. That's key. And you demonstrate your trust in God by honoring him, acknowledging him financially. That's what you do. In all that ways, acknowledge him. When you get money and all you think about is where you can invest, where you can invest, where you can invest, without thinking kingdom, you are not demonstrating that your trust is in God. Number two, Put your resources together as a couple. I realize that one of the things that divide a lot of couples is money. Yeah, a lot of couples. is money. When it comes to money matter, let me keep my money, let him keep his money. I thought you are one. But when it comes to money, you have your money, he has his money. Sky <laughs> Mojampa. No, 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 no. Put your money together. The Bible said two are better than one. They have a good reward of their labor. If you learn to put your monies together and develop a budget, your wife has a budget, and women usually don't like it, particularly when they have a higher money. It's okay for the man to bring his money so we join it together when the S is small. But when they are earning higher, no. Women, let me tell you, when the Bible talks about submission, it also includes your money. Lady, say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. The, the ladies here are not saying amen. Say amen. amen. It includes your money. Submit everything there. Lay it at his feet. Oh, beware. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. But don't allow money to divide you and your spouse. Don't allow it. Pull your resources together. He makes a thousand five, you make two thousand, put it together. By the time you take your uh, living expenditures and other things, and after you have put it together, I was saying it in the second service, you should still put some amount aside for your wife alone. Alone. 
it is not nice when your wife asks for things personally for herself and you can't really rise up to the challenge. Amen. And what I'm talking about is no money for housekeeping. Husbands, learn it. Get some money down. The moment she comes, I need this. Ah, it's your opportunity. Particularly if your wife is any. It's your opportunity. Every woman gets excited when she is chopping her husband's money. And she knows it's her husband's money. Praise God. Praise God. So put some money aside for her to chop. <laughs> say amen. Pastor James, say amen. You say amen. You say amen. Yeah. So if you are fighting to scale the overall budget down, scale it down. That one is overall budget. But scale it down so that you can put something aside for her. And number three. Work hard. Somebody say work hard. hard. Don't be lazy. Work hard. Be diligent. The Bible said the soul of a lazy man. Desires. Do you know lazy people have a lot of desires? Ah! When they see Pastor Ray's car, this kind of car, I'll drive some power. Yeah! They have wild desires. You have never met a lazy man. Some of their desires are crazy. Even those who have the means don't have those desires. Wild, crazy desires. But the Bible says that the soul of a lazy man desire has nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. You will be rich. Now again, Proverbs 21. Look at Proverbs 21 verse 25 to 26. The desire of the lazy man kills him. You know why it kills him? It's always painful when you see <laughs> He says, it kills him for his hands refuse to labor. He always has grandiose desires, but he's not ready to work for it. You have to be ready to work for it. Because the only way you can attain your desires without being ready to work for is to be an armed robber. And armed robbers have a very short lifespan. They can get a lot of money overnight. They can also die overnight. So go to the ant and learn. Somebody say, learn from the ant. Number four. Budget and live within your budget. Somebody say budget. Say budget. Yeah, budgeting is having a plan for your expenditure. Planning your expenditure. This is how much I receive every month. This is how much I can spend on lunch. Don't live on assumptions. People who don't budget live on assumptions. They assume that somebody will give them money. No. It's a foolish way to assume and plan with somebody's money. Plan with the money that is guaranteed you. Somebody promised you money. That is not forming the basis of your budget. Your budget should be there. Whether that money comes or not, everything is okay. So what is a plan? A budget simply is a plan of expenditure. How do I intend to spend my money? Okay, I receive 5000 a month. I give 10%, 15% as my tithe. That is a sign. My offering, this is how much I'm giving for offering. Okay, when I go to work, how much will I eat per day? Not that you eat based on whatever I feel like eating. Feelings cannot be trusted. And feelings can go against your budget. Feelings can bring you into a place where you'll be fully in debt. Because you are living at the mercy of your feelings. It's not everything you feel like eating that you can afford to eat. Am I communicating? But if there is a budget there, even when you are feeling, your budget will be speaking to your feelings. You feel Chinese, but you can't afford Chinese. You feel continental, but you must stay stay with local. I'm not communicating here. That is your level per time. It takes humility. And then number five, save and invest. Somebody say save and invest. Don't ever think that your money is too small to save. Don't think like that. National service, you can save. Oh, Esther, the way you are looking at me and nodding. You can save something. Save something. Save something. Save something. Save something. The reason why we always excuse ourselves our money is too small to save is because we don't want to put a limitation on ourselves. Yeah, Because savings will force you to do something. Somebody say invest. Say invest. Yeah. Look at what Proverbs 13, 11 says. Proverbs 13, 11. He said, this honest money dwindles away. But whoever gathers money, little by what? 
Say little by, little by, little by, little by. I have a friend, they call him a popo, a popo, little by little. Yeah. Little by little grows. Little by little grows. Little by little grows. Listen, I realize that if you don't have respect for small money, you can never have respect for big money. Money respects those who respect small money. Am I communicating here? Learn to respect money. Don't worship money, but respect money. Because money is important. Anything that can make, affect the expression of the joy of the Holy Ghost in your life should be very important. The joy is there, but its expression can be affected by it. Praise God. Number six, be generous. Somebody say be generous. Say be generous. Yeah, be generous. Be generous. Proverbs 11, 24, 26. Give freely and become worthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Can you give me the text? Give freely. Somebody say give freely. And become wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. This, this thing is it's just supernatural. Praise God. It's just supernatural. This is the supernatural dimension of wealth. And I'm telling you, anybody who enters into any dimension of wealth, they always fall on the supernatural. Prosperity. At any level will involve the supernatural. At any level. Most of the time when people are like, oh, these people, they are, they are unbelievers and they have made money. Listen. There is no unbeliever who has made money with his raw eyes. But hard work? No, 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 no. They are, they are into some demonic occult, illuminati or something. But they always have a root somewhere. Malcolm Getty. There is always, there is a certain amount of sacrifice that is involved in bringing into abundance. Praise God. It's as simple as that. They lose everything. Giving. Our part is giving. When you give, I don't know how God does it. But supernaturally, certain things step in. Am I complicating here? Supernaturally, certain, all of a sudden, you meet, you make some contact, certain ideas come your way. God has just designed it to be so. We can't explain it away, but it happens. It happens. It happens. Look at what the Bible says. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. He said, Charge them that are rich in this world. That there be no high-minded, no trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Not only for enjoyment, verse 18. He said that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to give. Ready to what? That is the Christian's attitude. Ready to give, willing to share. Somebody say willing to share. Willing to share. Willing to share. Willing to share. Before you quote... My God shall supply all my needs. Quote it in this context. And concerning giving and receiving, no church communicated with me except ye only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my necessity. So my God shall supply all your needs. That is the context. It wasn't an empty context where you just jump, 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 jump. And say, my God shall supply all my needs. No, 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 no. You have to sow before you reap. It's a scriptural principle. Am I communicating here? Yeah. So if you are that stingy type, as for me, no, 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 no. Number seven, be faithful in money matters. Don't take money that is not yours and chop it. Be faithful in money matters. You come and collect his money. You say, I'll bring it in seven days. Seven days, go and give him his money. Not that the money will now enter your hand. Then somebody will bring you an offer. You say, let me turn myself around. No, it's not good. Because that turn can become an accidental turn. And then you lose everything you have gained. The Bible says, a faithful man will abound with blessing. Somebody say, a faithful man will abound with blessing. Say, a faithful man will abound with blessing. There's a man I just met not long ago. This man has abounded with blessing. He was telling me about the opportunities he has and the fact that he met a group of people many years ago. God brought them into contact with him many years ago. And he handled a lot of things about it and he proved himself faithful. After many years, I've gone and passed. Those people every year they ask him, What's your budget for the year? And they provide everything he needs. 
your budget for the year. His student school fees are taken care of by the people. Am I communicating here? They give him money. What do you want to do this year? And then they make the money available to do it. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. We live in a generation where we think that faithfulness is useless. But listen, faithfulness is still a required price for the Bible says a faithful man will abound. Will abound. Will abound. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Don't sit in somebody's shop and be pilfering small, small money. Ah. Honor yourself now. He that is faithful in the righteous man who will commit you. Says, he that is faithful in the letter. Somebody say faithful in the letter. Number eight, be content and grateful. Somebody say be content. Be content and grateful for what you have. Hebrews 13, 5. The people who always feel God near them are contented people. Hebrews 13, 5. He says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. Do you know people who are not contented? They are always looking for what other people have. When I get your iPad, I'll be content. But the Bible never said be content with such things as other people have. Be content with such things as you have. It is a I tell phone you have, be content with it. Be content with it. It's a Chinese shoe you have, be content with it. Am I communicating it? Be content with I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is the greatest thing you need. Be content. Listen, contentment is not a gift. Somebody says it's not a gift. Yeah, it's not a, it's, it's something you can learn to be content. Paul said, I have learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I can be comfortable in a single room. I can be comfortable in a, a, a two-bedroom. I can be comfortable in a flat. Everywhere we put us, you can be comfortable. You have to live your life like that. Be content. Have for me, all my life, you, can, you cannot reduce our status. You can't bring my level down. What is the level? Very soon, you even have any level. If you don't humble yourself now, you may not have any level again. Be content. If you are in a single room, be the happiest occupant in a single room. That's what it means to be content. The happiest occupant in a single room. The only thing you have in your room is fun. Be the happiest person with fun in your room. Because other people, they sleep in a a place where there is no fun at all. And they are not alone. They are about five in the room. There is no fun. Am I communicating here? Be contented. You may say be content. Because you see, you will not always have everything. That's why you need to be content. You will not always have everything. So you need to be content if you are looking for everything. And then number nine, I'm almost there. Practice delayed gratification. Somebody say delayed gratification. Say delayed gratification. Gratification is doing something to bring pleasure and comfort to you. Practice it. Sometimes instead of buying a certain kind of car, buy another type. Am I communicating? And then invest the money. Invest the money. Buy more lands. And invest the money. Five years. You are using a particular kind of car. Two years. Uh, for me, I cannot be driving this kind of car for two years. Oh. Oh. Get the land. Put it down. Multiple lands. You buy here. You buy there. You buy it here. You buy. No. This year, some of you, you buy multiple lands. Yeah. Buy it. Right. It is better to be walking about and have land, but to be driving out and you don't have a land anywhere. Between these two people, because listen, when tomorrow your landlord sacks you and nobody is ready to take you, you can go and put a tent on your land and sleep on it. But if you need a car, you can get throttle to walk about. There are too many options. Am I communicating here? Those of you who are in school, you like this, you are looking at my face. When your money comes, don't go and buy any nonsense car. I can tell you that's what I'm telling you. Praise God. Yeah. There is no level you want to show people. Even those people, they don't even acknowledge the level. They won't acknowledge. They won't even acknowledge the level. Buy the land and put it somewhere. 
5,000. Now, there are still places you can get land for 5,000. Yeah, buy it. Four, five, buy it. A little here, a little there, a little there, a little here. In the next three years, that cow would have depreciated in some, it would have so much depreciated. But if you sell your land, you may be able to buy three of those cars. Am I communicating here? Don't waste your life. Rich people, when you see them, it doesn't look like they are rich. But they are loaded. Praise God. They are loaded inside. And then, number 10, walk in humility. Humility. Pastor, how will humility make me rich? Humility will make you rich. Because according to Proverbs, he says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Somebody say humility and the fear of the Lord. Humility. Humble people. Humble people. Because it takes a lot of humility to have a certain level and live under a certain level. You know, so it takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of humility. Look at Proverbs 13, 7. There is one who makes himself rich, yet he has nothing. <laughs> Somebody said there is one who makes himself rich. Yet he has what? And there is one who makes himself poor. Yet he has what? Great riches. Make your choice or choose your choice. Better to be an ordinary person. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of proud people cannot do this. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 9. The New Living Translation. He said, better to be an ordinary person with a servant than to be a self-important but have no food. Yeah, 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 yeah. It takes humility. Somebody say humility. He said, better to be an ordinary person with a servant. But to be a self-important person without food. When we go to your workplace, a lot of people are working there. But when you are coming, there isn't much noise. Am I communicating? Africans like noise without impact. They like noise without impact. Don't live your life like that. We are loud. Loud. <laughs> but by the time you go, nothing is there. Some pastors, very loud. See social media. Amazing things. Only get there. Nothing is there. <laughs> I'm not communicating here. Yeah. You see, whatever people hear of you, when they come to know you, they must respect you more for it. Yeah. If people know you as rich and they come to you and there isn't much, they will lose their respect for you. What people see you on the outside, you must be more on the inside than you are on the outside. Am I communicating here? The Bible says, let your outward adoring not be the plating of hair, but that of a quiet and of the inner man. Meekness of the quiet type. You are quiet, but loaded outside. That is who you are becoming. I said, that is who you are becoming. Shout a better amen. Some of us may have made some mistakes already. You can go back and correct them. Am I communicating here? Go back and correct them. It's not too late. It's not too late. But you'll be rich. In this house, because this is not the first time you hear it. If you don't live here, I will say it. Ah, you'll be tired. Yeah. Your only way out is if you live here. <laughs> and you are not going anywhere. We will lock you inside here. You must prosper here. Somebody say, I must prosper here. You must prosper here. Prosperity is good. Yeah, but there's a way to it. There's a way to it. And the young men of our time, what we call prosperity is not prosperity. It's a fake life. It's a fake life. You are blessed. Pastor Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afwapa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. 
Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you.